What's cracking? Big Dogs. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the headquarters. My name is Nicholas. This is BDGE. Big Dogs Gotta Eat. It's Tuesday. The best day of the week. Because you could spin this shit into multiple things. It could be Taco Tuesday. It could be Tequila Tuesday. It could be Titty Tuesday. Most importantly is don't say the car is topless Tuesday. We say the titties is out. That didn't fucking make sense. For anybody who's new here, every Tuesday, here's what we do. We're prepping you for your rookie drafts, okay? NFL draft, three weeks away, which means your rookie drafts start immediately after that. So don't say the car's topless Tuesday is about exposing one rookie being picked in rookie drafts right now, going too high or too low, and we need to recalibrate. We need to recalibrate the ADP, the value, the juice, the upside, whatever you want to throw into your fucking vocabulary on this beautiful Tuesday morning. So don't say the car's topless. Say the titties is out Tuesday. Today's rookie being exposed is none other than my main man, Seth Williams out of Auburn. Alpha size on the outside. He's getting beta hype because his teammate, Anthony Sh eh, You know what? We're going to get into the details in a minute. We're going to get into details in a minute. But first, thou shalt tuck your shirts in. I'm going to be honest with you. I already did this intro once, but my face was coming in choppy so i had to redo it so my shit's already tucked in tucked and fucked stop yelling and let's eat don't say my car's topless say the titties is out so first things first with seth williams he's coming out of auburn and he had a lot of hype for a long time, but it has died down, and I'm not really, really sure why that's the case. But I know, based on the big facts, based on the ADP data that we've been pulling, we are about to update the ADP data, okay? Because we did about 15, 20 rookie mock drafts over the last week. Now that free agency has finished, and uh, I don't know why the fuck that would affect rookie ADP, but we've got a lot of ADP up, about to get updated in the draft guide, bdge.store. bdge.store, get to the rookie dynasty draft guide. Seth Williams right now, well, I have it written down somewhere, 29th overall at the 305. So midway through the third round, wide receiver 13. He's not even a wide receiver one in this class. The opinions on Seth Williams are about as inconsistent as his game, to be honest with you. When you look at the good parts about Seth Williams, the first thing you notice is his alpha size. Dude, 6'3", 211 pounds, what he came in as a pro day, okay? So you're looking at this guy and, and basically you're handing him your fucking lunch money before he comes up to you to take it. He's built from... 10 year ago NFL front office executives get wet to that size is something that used to catapult a wide receiver up draft boards in the NFL draft by a round if not two rounds so you look at the frame you look at the frame of, of Seth Williams and uh, he doesn't let it go to waste okay he's making highlight real plays you'll see him on sports center top 10 soon and he's using his big ass body to bounce off defenders his yak ability is 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 wildly wildly impressive it's like honestly it's like playing bumper cars Seth Williams plays bumper cars and while these these sports center plays are going to be a highlight of his career I think his, his inconsistent play will also be the case but here's the thing Here, here's the overall point to Seth Williams this upside is very very high given his athletics given his analytical profile and given where you get to draft him he is someone that needs to be exposed and needs to be drafted much much higher in rookie drafts okay he's in that second ish tier of wide receivers for me I've been preaching all offseason that you have the top, you know, four or five wide receivers. And after that, you have a bunch of shit-ass running backs and you have a really, really solid group of the wide receiver two tier. And I think Seth Williams kind of creeps his way into the back end of that. Thus, he probably should be getting drafted 
endish of round two of rookie drafts. You know, anywhere from like the 208 through the 305 where he's currently going, I think that that is too low. What I see is there's a disconnect. And I think this is one of the things that people are a little bit scared of when it comes to Seth Williams, along with the raw numbers that he doesn't really have when you look at it statistically. He's a guy who, yes, I said his physical play is up there. Really good at making these highlight catches. Really good with the yak. It's really impressive after the play what he does, you know, between the stiff arms and bouncing off players. He just doesn't use that same physicality and same fucking alpha mentality when he's actually in the middle of running his routes. He basically beats defenders purely through his size and his speed. Okay. And sometimes that transfers at the next level. You know, you could have worse things that you uh, propel at and beat defenders with than size and speed. Sometimes it doesn't work, though, because you can't get set. It's like Nikhil Harry. You can't get separation from these elite cornerbacks. And we saw that at the college level, man. We saw him with a sample size against Trayvon Diggs, against Patrick Sertain, against JC Horn, and he struggled to produce against those guys. So, you know, it's a lot of like raw talent, I would say. But at the same time, you know, I, I've had this opinion with other players coming out or I've seen people have the same opinion uh, on these big, fast speed specimen types of guys and been completely wrong. You know, you look at like the Demarius Thomases, you look at Cortland Sutton, you look at the Nikhil Harris and uh, for better or worse, people have been very, very wrong on those types of guys. So I, Seth Williams is a guy who maybe I, I maybe I would have fucked this up a couple of years ago, but I have learned my mistakes and we use a spectrum. We use a spectrum when evaluating rookie prospects, okay? It's not black or white. You don't just hate or love a guy. You use their upside. You use their ceiling and their floor and the different traits that they have between size and speed, college production, athletics, and analytics. You know, their breakout age. What? How, how young were they when they did break out? What portion of the, the offense that they played on did they consume in terms of production? So you use all these things, you weigh them in the same way that we do that in real fantasy football drafts, okay? Everybody has upside, everybody has downside, so you draft guys depending on where you can get them, okay? There's never a guy that's just off the draft board except for Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Le'Veon Bell. Like, y'all would have been lined up nicely last year if you listened to a fucking word that I said. Regardless, Seth Williams is a guy that I probably would have had a wrong take on last year, two years, eh, two years ago, three years ago, but I've come around to really liking the upside that he presents despite the flaws in his game. When I look at Seth Williams, he has such a strong analytical profile and the college production, I think can be explained away uh, a little bit, right? I, I think there's a possibility that he ends up being like Mike Williams, where he's a big play guy, would be nice to have on your offense, and uh, and that's really it. But his fantasy ceiling overall is kind of capped. But let's look at the production. Let's talk about the context behind it. You wouldn't know by looking at the raw stats, but Seth Williams actually broke out as a true freshman. Just 19 years of age, Jared Stidham, he was the Tigers quarterback back in 2018. He only threw for 2,794 yards, 18 touchdowns. So when you look at that, when you look at Williams' overall numbers, 534 yards, five touchdowns, it's a pretty big chunk of the 2,718 touchdowns that Jared Sidham actually threw for. So relative to the stats, it makes sense. Uh, Williams was also competing for targets as a true freshman with Darius Slayton and his fellow 2020 NFL draft prospect teammate, Anthony Schwartz, who again ran like a fucking 4-1-140 yard dash. And that's why he's getting he's getting the hype, right? Again, Seth Williams, I think the, uh, the headline, this is probably actually the title of the video, Alpha Size, Beta Hype. Switch that shit. And you can't really switch it because you still got the fucking, you know, the size and the speed, whatever, whatever, whatever. Again, the, the rest of the stats make a little bit more sense when you start to look at the actual accuracy of the quarterback. But you look at the target to reception number, okay? In 2020, Williams saw 100 targets in 11 games. 100 targets in 11 games. 55 of 100 were deemed catchable. And that's not to say some of them were not his fault. He dropped eight passes, which 
you know, resulted in a 47% catch rate this year. Among 145 wide receivers in the NCAA with at least 50 targets, his 47% catch rate, 47% catch rate ranks 144 out of 145. He had just nine contested catches on 30 targets in 2020. So it's a 30% catch rate on contested targets. Not good. Not good, fam. For someone his size, for someone that's supposed to be physical, for someone who's supposed to be a jump ball guy and use his size to beat corners, he didn't do it so well. So again, there are red flags. There are things that you should be worried about with Seth Williams. This is not to say, oh, he's going at 305, but he should be in that fucking category with Jalen Waddle, Rondell Moore. Not the case. But the upside is there for a dude like Seth Williams. We're going to call him Seth. We can call him Swilly. S. Willie. Seth Williams. S. Willie. When, when Swilly catches that oval ball, when he's got it wrapped up, he becomes a whole nother problem for the defense, okay? So he might not always catch the ball, but when he does, he does have add-on value, right? He's not like Mike Evans. He's not like Mike Williams where he doesn't do anything with the ball after the catch. If you look at Sports Info Solutions, one of our analytical, advanced analytical partners here at BDGE, among 146 qualified NCAA wide receivers with at least 50 targets on the year, Seth Williams ranked 12th overall in broken tackles and 13th overall in broken tackle rate, over 17%. So over 17% of the time he caught a ball, he was breaking a tackle after the catch. And uh, PFF was a bit more generous with their numbers as they always are. I've come to realize that I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there ever. Um, but they, they stuffed the box. They stuffed the box score for Seth Williams. They said he broke 14 tackles on the year, which equated to fifth most in the country because, again, it was a short year. You might say 14 broken tackles is not a lot, but when everybody's playing six fucking games, yeah, it starts to add up. So he was number five in the country among wide receivers, but it's good to see a relative playing field among both sites. So you start piecing together different advanced analytics websites and you're seeing the trends. That's what we look for. We look for trends. You can't dive too deep into the niches and nuances of, oh, well, PFF said this in this particular time over this week span for this particular stat. When you start to see the trends of he's a yak god, for both PFF, for Sports Info Solutions, for what you've seen on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This statistic is a sticky one for Seth Williams as well, dating all the way back through his college career, collegiate, co college, whatever the fuck you want to say. 2018, 2019, 2020, Seth Williams, yak god, broken tackle guy. It is a sticky staff for him, so I expect that to transfer at the next level. If you look at like Demarius Thomas, man, he routinely routinely stuff, suffered from drops in the NFL. Low-key, the worst hands I've ever seen. Every other slant that came his way, it's like he had a camera lens on his hands and he was like trying to score points by bouncing it off. I don't know what the fuck that even meant, but he was bad. He could, the, guy, the guy was not a good catcher of the ball, which is not a good trait to have if you were an NFL pass catcher. And guess what? Demarius Thomas was fucking awesome when it came to fantasy football. He was dangerous on the bubble screens because he had really good speed and... He had really good yak, okay? That's what Seth Williams brings to thy table. Now, I will say, his profile feels a little bit like Brian Edwards, right? Everybody was real hyped about Brian Edwards, went in the third round, also went in the third round of rookie drafts. So very similar area for both the NFL draft and fantasy rookie drafts because he broke out at a really young age, both Brian Edwards and Seth Williams, uh, in the SEC, but his raw stats, his raw stats never really seem to improve to the naked eye. Of course, you take everything into relevance. You take everything with context to the actual offense that he was in. Um, and you look at that NFL profile for Brian Edwards, look at that for Seth Williams. They both lack that like 1,000 yard receiving season. Okay. The, N the NFL will probably see it too. They'll see it and, and, and they'll start asking, you know, what have you done for me lately? And for that same reason, Williams 
compares to Brian Edwards for the draft capital. However, when you look at Williams's jump in target share, okay, so we talk about the raw stats. We're like, okay, they're not really there. When you, you put more context to it, as a freshman, his college target share was 10.5%. As a sophomore, 26.5%. As a junior, 29.3%. Relative production and consistent big play yards per reception numbers, over 16 yards per reception, gets me excited to draft this guy at the 305, the wide receiver 13. His athletic profile, as I said, broke out at a very young age, 81st percentile breakout age, 83rd percentile college target share, 78th percentile college dominator, 6'3", 211. The speed score in the 75th percentile, running a 4.54 at 6'3", The burst is there. The catch radius is there, okay? So his his agility, his agility versus speed score, I think kind of tells you a little bit about who he is as a prospect. He's a long strider. He builds up speed as he's shedding blockers or running straight downfield. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and like belittle Seth Williams because he had a low agility score because it's rare to see a player who's 6'3", 211 with that kind of build who's got, you know, the fucking moves like Jagger over here. And remember a couple years ago, another big Big framed wide receiver came out and dominated the NFL despite a horrid, horrid agility score. An agility score worse than Tom Brady. That ring a bell for anybody? Yes, it was DK Metcalf. So you look at DK Metcalf. Yes, he's got an extra 15 pound burger on his frame, and he's far more athletic. He's more athletic than basically any fucking man or woman on on planet Earth. But point remains: we learned the lesson from that. We learned the lesson from guys like Demarius Thomas and Corlin Sutton and DK Metcalf. When you have a lot of these boxes checked off. And the price is right at 305. You pull the motherfucking trigger. So overall, I would say while Williams didn't necessarily melt faces at his pro day, he definitely came away a winner because he confirmed the athleticism that we thought he had. All things considered, he's one of my favorite sleeper undervalued players in rookie drafts right now. 305 wide receiver 13. Okay. He's my favorite. Y'all are my favorite. Thank you for sticking around this long. Again, BDGE. Dot store. We've got all our rankings. We've got our updated ADP coming out. We've got in-depth player profilers for every single fantasy relevant rookie. All that shit will be pumping out over the next couple weeks. We have a bunch of exclusive content in there, you know, looking at the 2022 class. We got Mike Me Up's Wolfpack Dynasty Startup Bible. Okay. So if you're getting if you're getting into Dynasty this year for the first time, he writes this beautiful, beautiful fucking scripture, this novel, exactly how to attack your dynasty startup draft. I know they can be overwhelming. He talks about, you know, if you're in a super flex league, what do you do with the quarterback as a strategy? Talks about what to do with trading. Do you trade your rookie picks during the startup? It's got everything covered. It's a beautiful, beautiful article. Probably one of the best resources in the dynasty community. All that is available in the 2021 dynasty rookie BDGE draft guide on BDGE.store. If y'all enjoyed the video, make sure you hit the button. that looks like this. Make sure you Hit the button that says subscribe on it, and we will be bike with more Dynasty Rookie content throughout the coming weeks, years, months, and even days, and even hours. In five minutes from now, I'm dropping some shit. So stay on my channel. Get my watch time up. I love y'all. Bye. Don't say my car's topless. Say the titties is out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.